We glorify your name this morning. Thank you for making this day possible. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your men servants. Your women, Lord, you are ordaining them into ministry today. Pray that your power and glory shall rest upon them. As about to receive your word, speak to our hearts and bless us. Let every heart be ready to receive you. And let everybody be blessed today. Blessed be your name forever. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to welcome all of you into the presence of the Lord. The pastors from all the branches. Members from all the branches. God richly bless you. Hallelujah. I'm sharing the word of the Lord briefly with you. Then we get straight into the ordination. I remember one day we were with Bishop Wedepo and he was telling us that when you are doing programs, learn to do most of the preaching. Let your people get to know you more than the people from outside. It's a blessing to be here this morning. Mrs. Boache read from, from Luke chapter 22 from verse 23 to 27. Can we go back to that scripture? Then 2 Peter 1, the verse 10. Now, then they began to question among themselves which of them it was who would do this. That was Jesus. When Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. Now, there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. This was among the disciples. And um, this one said, I want to be great. Like the pastors and all the leaders sitting here, I want to be this, I want to be that, I want to be this, I want to be that. Sometimes within human society, you can always find some of these things happening where people are position conscious, want to become this, want to become that. Now, Jesus did not rebuke them, but he drew their attention to something. He said, and he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors, but not so among you. So anybody who desires to be a leader, leadership is not about position. It's not about titles. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be known. No. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. So anybody who want to be great in ministry, anybody who want to amount to something and want to do well for God, must learn to become like a child. The people are not there to serve you, are there to serve the people. And I want to inform all the leaders here today that your role and your responsibility as a leader is to serve. He said, let him be as the younger and he who governs as he who serves. The one who takes the time must be the one who is serving other people. Verse 27, the last verse. For who is greater? He who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as the one who serves. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am among you as one who is serving. So anybody want to follow the steps of Christ? I mean, we are not greater. No one is greater than the master. Jesus is our master. So everybody in the house of God, especially those appointed into leadership, you have the responsibility to serve. So your hallmark as a leader is service. Leadership is not lordship. Leadership is service. Don't be afraid to serve. Don't feel shy to serve. No matter your position, no matter your role, you have the responsibility of service. Serve the people. I pray that today God will grace you to be able to serve effectively in the ministry God is calling you into. In the name of Jesus. 
And if you are here, you're a member of this ministry, I want to encourage you. We are called by God to serve as a church. Go with me to Peter 1.10. Therefore, my brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. So you have the responsibility to make sure that the call and the responsibility laid upon you today, you have the mandate to make it sure. Because one day, you stand before God and give account. For if you do these things well, you will never I pray that you will never stumble in your ministry. The responsibilities that God has given, you will never stumble. You will never fall. You will never be disappointed. In the name of Jesus. You will do well because the master will come back to take account from you and to make sure that responsibility that he gave you, you are doing it and you are doing it very well. I'm sharing with you this morning three responsibilities of every leader. Three major responsibilities. Number one. The first responsibility to make your calling diligent and to make it sure and to do well, the first thing that you must learn to do as a leader, lead the people to heaven. Every leader serves people. A leader without people is not a leader. But you have the responsibility as a leader, whether you have been ordained to that as a deacon, as a deaconess, as a, a lay pastor, as a reverend minister, no matter your position, you have the responsibility to make sure that the people you are leading and where you are serving, make sure you're focused that the people must get to heaven. Every leader's greatest desire should be to make sure that he makes sure that heaven becomes the priority, that everybody, the people that he's, he or she is leading must end up in heaven. Listen to me. People can do everything in church. They can give their tithe, they can do it, but if they don't end up in heaven, we are failed as leaders. I'm telling you. Now, ministry is becoming very difficult these days. Because now pastors are shifting from heaven. We are becoming so materialistic. We are preaching what people want to hear. And we are preaching what people are happy to hear. What their ears want to hear. And it's making ministry very difficult. If you don't take as a leader, you also join that group. And your folk, please listen to me. You have the mandate and the response to make sure that the people that God has given to each and everyone will end up in heaven safely without any trouble. In Mark chapter number 8, the verse 36. Listen to what it says. Mark chapter number 8, the verse 36. Then John 12, 26. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? And that's what? Loses his own soul. No, please. What is the use of it? You are in church on Sunday. You are in church on Wednesday. You are in church on Friday. And you don't end up. Please, the focus is for you to make it to heaven. Heaven should be. And every member in the church should understand this. Nobody is in church for anything. Many of you are in church because of so many reasons. Some are in church because of husbands. Some are in church because of wives. Some are in church because of what they are looking for. So many reasons. But your number one focus as a Christian or for you to be in church is to make sure you end up in heaven. That should be your focus. And whatever that will take you away from getting to heaven, may that thing be erupted and be terminated in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. John 12, 27. Listen to what it says. The second Corinthians 11, 22-21. If anyone says me, let him follow me. And where I am, there will my servant also Jesus said, where I am, there must you also be. Where is he now? Your desire must be to make it to heaven. And as leaders, we have the responsibility always to prompt the people. As a pastor, as a leader, you have the responsibility to prompt, bring the people. People are becoming worldly. People are becoming more worldly. People are in church, but their hearts are in the world. People are in church, but their minds are somewhere. 
People are in church, but because of what they are looking for. If a man gains the whole world, you what? How is it going to profit you? Let all the things of the all, let all the men, let all the women, let all the every gold is given to you, and it, you don't end up in. How is it going to profit you? Preach about heaven. Talk about heaven. Draw people's attention to heaven. Rebuke people when people are wrong. Rebuke them. Don't be afraid of their faces. Don't look at people's faces and be afraid of them. Tell them the truth. It is always right. Make sure you stand before God right. Draw the person's attention to what he or she is doing, which is not right. If the person decides to continue his own sins, you have done your part. But make sure you don't look at somebody's face as a pastor, as a leader. This person gives you money. This person helps you. And when that person is wrong, you cannot even say anything. May it be far from you in the name of Jesus. And sometimes in leadership, if you don't take care, you end up becoming like that. Because of what somebody will give you, somebody will do for you. And when a person is wrong, you cannot even talk. May God take away that thing from you. No matter what anybody gives you. May God give you the boldness to correct sin. When they are wrong, receive the grace to tell them they are wrong. If they are heading towards hell, receive the grace to tell them what you are doing will end you up in hell in the name of Jesus. Receive the boldness to tell people the truth. The truth. That is leadership. I always pray and, and tell God, help me that no matter what anybody does for me in this church, anybody does that, give me the grace to tell people the truth. And listen to me, I'm not afraid of anybody's face. Oh. No, I'm telling you. There are people in this church who, who gives a lot of things to this church. I'm t- I, I can't say them. There are people who give, but they will tell you, when you are wrong, you are wrong. You see, the fact that you are helping doesn't mean that when you are wrong, things become right. No. When you are wrong, no two ways about that. Go to the, to the Corinthians. Please fast for me. Corinthians. Start from verse 20. For you put up with it if one brings you into bondage, if one divorces you, if one takes from you, if one exalts himself, if one strikes you on the face. Verse 21. To our shame, I said that we were too weak for that. But in whatever anyone is bold, I speak foolishly. I am bold. And Paul was talking about his boldness towards the people. That I'm not going to be ashamed and do. No, no, no. I'll be bold toward you. May God give you the spirit of boldness toward the people. Amen. You can correct wrongs. You can tell people the truth. No, if a pastor as a leader, if you don't say it to the people, who will say it? I have some few friends, some years ago, and I realized that they were getting involved in politics. If you are doing it genuinely as a pastor and as a prophet, I don't mind. But if because of what political party A can give you, you can... How can a pastor come out to declare a, a support for one party? No. You should be neutral. You don't take a stand. And most of the time they do that because of what they, they have been getting. You know what I'm telling you? And when those people are wrong, they cannot point it to them. The Bible says, woe unto the one who says that evil is good. Receive the grace to be bold towards the people. Receive the grace to be forthright. In the name of Jesus. So please make it your desire and your priority that heaven should become your focus. Help the people to get to heaven. I pray that none of us will miss heaven in the name of Jesus. Tell person, I see you getting there. I see you getting there. I see we getting there. And the church must help to do that. Preach about punishment. Preach about hell. Preach about heaven. Preach about eternal judgment. Preach about it. Preach about rapture. If we don't preach about it, who should preach about it? So your first responsibility is to make sure that you lead the people to where? And it begins with you. You yourself must desire to be there. There are some leaders who doesn't want to end up in heaven, no? Because of the last time they are living. They don't want to get, they don't want to end up in heaven. 
Please, even if you don't want to get there because of the people, please try and go there so that the people can also be there. Try. For the sake of the people, you try. For the sake of the church members, try. You try. For the sake of them, try. Amen. Jesus said, where I am, there shall you also be. None of us here will ever miss your place in heaven in the name of Jesus. Can you hold somebody? Tell the person, I pray. You will never get lost. I pray that you make it to heaven. Tell the person, I pray for you. That nothing will prevent you. Tell the person, any lifestyle, any behavior, that will rob you of heaven. Drop it from today. Because it will help you. Amen. May God help us. The second responsibility we have as leaders that raise workers, raise servants. Everybody under you must be active in God's service. Ephesians 4, 10 to 12. Listen to what it says. Now he who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Look at the verse 12. For to prepare God's people for works of service. So we have pastors, we have prophets, we have teachers, we have all the fivefold ministry to prepare God's people for the works of service and for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So everybody in the church must be active and must be serving. And as a leader, you have the responsibility to encourage the people. Get everybody on board. It is not a one-man show. Everybody must come on board. And if you're a member of this great ministry, I want to encourage you. You are not in the church. To, God did not bring you here to sit down. God brought you here to be trained and to work for him. Everybody's supposed to be a worker. You must be active in the church. You must be working in the house of God. If you are not working, if you are not serving, if you are not playing any role in the church, it's very difficult for you. But God called you for you to be equipped, for you to be trained for the work of them. I pray that as you live here, you go and be active in your branch. In every area you find yourself, I see the grace to be active and to be working in the name of Jesus. And listen, if you are not working for God, you can never see how God can bless people. If you are not serving in the house of God, you can never be genuinely blessed. John 15, 16 says that you did not call me, but I called you that you should go and do what? And bear fruits that your fruits may Made. I see everybody here going to bear fruits. Through you, many people will come to know the Lord in the name of Jesus. It is a surprise if I ask how many of you here that through you people have come to know the Lord. It's very difficult. You have been a Christian for so many. You, have, you can't point to just within one soul that this person came to know the Lord through me. Leaders, you have the responsibility to encourage people to work for God. Sometimes you will never know what people can do unless you give them the responsibility. Some of you, we send you to set some of the branches and you are doing so extremely well that if we had not sent you, I don't know what those branches can do. Doing very well. Encourage people to serve. Encourage people to work. There's one that I went to in Nigeria and I saw lawyers and doctors scrubbing toilets. Yeah. Toilet, doctor. Even the doctor is scrubbing. How much more the one who doesn't have any degree? And sometimes... It is the poor who are very arrogant sometimes. The poor doesn't want to do anything. That's why Jesus said the rich will get richer and the poor gets poorer. Help me tell the person to find something to do in the house of God. Find something to do. Yeah? Tell the person be engaged. Be engaged. 
Can you help me as a person? What exactly are you doing in the house of God? What exactly? Not that the person answer you. So it was nothing. All the nothing, nothing, nothing. May God have mercy on you. I see the grace to serve. I see the grace to work. Coming upon us in the name of Jesus. So encourage the people to do what? To serve, to work for God. Carry people. If it's praise, let them lead. Encourage them. Worship, let them lead. One day Bishop Dak was telling us, we met with him and he told us. He mentioned about three or four. He said, you, I made you a pastor myself by force. Whether you like it, I made you a pastor. <laughs> and now you are doing well. I was very encouraged to hear that. He's like, I can give almost about 300 people here. I can tell that I made them pastors and they are doing when they are working for God. Even if you like it or not, I'll make you a pastor by force. And that's what he told us. Working. I see working for God. I said, I see working for God. Let that great, listen to me. There is no work you can compare with working for God. That is the greatest thing you can ever do. Receive the grace to work for God from today in the name of Jesus. I see that grace coming up on you. Don't hide your talent. Don't hide your ability. Don't hide your strength and what you can do. Begin to work. In fact, if you can sing, sing for God. You can preach. Preach. Do don't broadcast. Win people for God. May this grace come upon us from today in the name of Jesus. So the leaders, you have the responsibility. To make sure that the people serve in the house of the Lord. It is one of the major keys for the people to be blessed. Amen. Yeah. If you are not really serving, it's very difficult for you to be enjoy the blessing of God upon your life. Many of us, we are blessed because of what we have been doing for God. How we have been serving. Yeah. I remember I started preaching in Kumasi from 1990. With my megaphone around my shoulder and with my Bible here. With your megaphone and you are just preaching. Jesus loves you. Don't broadcast. Prisons. Hospital. Confirmation. Preaching. Working for God. And God said, you can never work for me without me blessing you. The people can never be blessed the way God wants to bless them. Unless they engage in service for God. Many of us, you never do anything. But your money does not even support anything as well. From today, I see you giving yourself for the service and for the work of God. In the name of Jesus. The last thing I want to share with you, your responsibility as leaders, seek for the welfare of the people. Seek for the welfare. Every leader has the responsibility to make sure that his people are doing well. Let the welfare of the people become your desire. Tell John 1 and 2. Listen to what it says. Tell John verse 1 and 2. He said, The elder to the beloved girls, whom I love in truth, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health, even as thy soul. That's what? Every leader must have the desire that his people and her people are doing well. The test of your ministry and your call is dependent on how well the people are doing. When we began the church, when we come to church, my car will be the only one car park here, Renault, Renault 19. And I'll go outside and say, hey, and sometimes when I drive around, I see churches, all cars packed. When I come inside and I look at the people, I say, hey, Lord, help your people. Oh, help. They can't continue to walk like that. No wedding, nothing. Hey, without any experience. The people doesn't know anything. Poor. Empty. When they're talking about God will bless you, they open up and say, no, no, no. God bless what? Can anybody give um, one, one, that time I forgot the, some of the amounts that we used to call. 
Can anybody give 100 Ghana cities? And people say, 100 Ghana cities for what? When we began the church, I'm 15 years ago, that our first fundraising, we had about almost about 2,000 something. The 2,000 something, only one person gave about 18 or 16 million out of it when we began the church. Two third, almost about 90% of the money that came came from one person because all the rest of the people were poor. Nobody had anything. Nobody. And Lord, I said, Lord, how, the people cannot continue like that. They are not working. Things are not well for them. Lord, change their lives and change their Make their, their lives better. Every limitation over their lives. Every bondage over their lives. Whatever is keeping them at the same place, they cannot move on. I break that chain over the people. Let them do well. Let them marry. Let them see their children. Let their desires come to pass. And as we continue to pray, we begin to see changes in the lives of the people. Ah. Yeah. And God began to bless the people. As you are sitting here, can't you see yourself being blessed? Yeah. We're looking for land to buy. Our first fundraiser couldn't buy even a land. The only thing we could do with that 2,000 that came, to, I mean, uh, we just only rented a white house here. White house, beer bar. So if you, when you are entering the, the church, you bar like this. Because it was a bar. And the entrance was short like this. I don't know, the devil is wicked though. You are going to drink and he makes the door also short for you like this. I said, no, this door must be broken. So we broke that door, fixed a very big one. All the things you see there, with, the place was so hot. We broke everywhere, did um, windows and all that. Actually, that's what, that's what the, another church is using now. But when we began, it wasn't like that. But our prayer was the Lord bless the people, change their lives, make their lives better. Prosper them, meet them at the point of their need. And so we continue to pray and believe God. Because we had a heart for the people, God began to bless the people. And listen to me. The church doesn't have even one land, what we are worshipping on here. The church has multiples of lands. As, I, as I'm speaking to you now. Almost every branch has their own land. Is that not so? Every branch, we bought land for them. Apart from other acres of land, the Lord has blessed. And listen to me. No money came from any, nobody from America brought us one city. Every money, whatever we have generated, any property we have, whatever we have came from you, came from the same people, the same people, the same people. Tell the person, it came from you. It came from you. Tell the person, it came from you. Not from, not from anybody. I just want to draw your attention to how God can change a person's life. If you have a desire to pray for the people, Maybe your members may be poor. The people in the church may not be doing well, but continue to pray for them. Wish them well. Pray that God will help them. It is a matter of time. God will begin to change their lives, prosper. The... Listen to me. You cannot be part of this house and your life will never prosper. You will never remain the same. I'm telling you. Somebody saw our school. They said, ah, so which group in America has been supporting you? I'm not talking about this one. No, 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 no. There's a, I don't have it. Yeah, because just one flow. On just on one side alone, cost almost about 70,000 Ghana. Just one side, keke. And we have about three floors. One first floor, sec, um, um, the ground floor, first floor, second floor. Just one side alone. When you look at the money that I've been put in that thing, sometimes I look back and say, ah, where did all this money come from? It means that God is prospering his people in his house. I prophesy over your life. Every poverty is cursed over your life, every limitation is cursed over your life. May God turn your life around in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So as a leader, 
wish the people would desire the prosperity. Don't be a leader for yourself. Looking for what you will get. That's what is happening today. A pastor is concerned about the car he will drive, the food he will eat, how comfortable he becomes. If you're a leader like that, you're a disappointment. Looking for yourself. When you have a heart for the people and wish the people will, God blesses you as a leader. May you desire the well-being of the people. May you wish them well. May you pray for their success and their blessing. In the name of Jesus. As you are part of this great house, I decree that your life and your destiny shall never ever be the same. Glory to God. And the last of this to the church. I want to encourage everybody here. Ministry is not an easy thing. It is not easy at all. When God blesses with people who are ready to help you and to assist you, it makes the ministry to do well. But when you have people who are very ungrateful, you have seen some before, several times, very ungrateful people. I've known people who just join the church without having anything, no job. As you pray and believe God for them, God began to open doors for them and later they turn against you. Some pastors who came to work with us and when I saw their lives and I began to, we decided I will help them a little, small, small, small. At that time, one day, they, they called me and they sat me down. They said, you are the senior pastor. How much is our offering? 90 Ghana cities. Then, they said, okay, you are the senior pastor. Let's divide it into three. You take the bigger one and I'll take one. The other person also takes one. And I said, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you this. What I want to encourage you to do as a, a member of the church, give your full support to leadership. Don't be ungrateful. Don't be ungrateful. Go with me to Hebrews chapter number, my last scripture, I'm closing. Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 17. Hebrews 13, the verse 17. Obey those who rule over you and be what? Can we continue to read one to go? As those who must give account, let them do so with joy and not with grief. For that will not be unprofitable for you. So when you grieve the heart of your leader, the heart of the deacon, the heart of the deaconess, the heart of the pastor, it will not be in your own interest. I pray that every support we have to give to them to make their work a success, receive that grace to support all the leaders in the name of Jesus. I said receive their grace to support them in the name of Jesus. I see that grace coming upon you from today. In the name of Jesus. In Galatians 6, 6, he said that my last scripture, Galatians 6, please give it to me. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. He said, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Be good to them. Be good to the leaders. Some of you, your pastor has never eaten your money before. You do kinky. Your pastor has never tasted your kinky. How can they buy the kinky for you? You big bread. Your pastor has never chopped your bread before. Hey, bless you. I see you showing goodness toward the leaders and the people God has given to you. Respect them. Honor them. Value them. Do what? Value there's somebody who doesn't respect leaders. Oh. That's our, our deficiency. Where somebody can be on radio and insult a leader. So we have brought the same thing to the church. And we don't respect leaders in the church. Yeah. I, I saw somebody fighting with a pastor. Sunday morning they have closed from church. We are pastor today. If you are pastor, so what? I will show you. One day somebody told the pastor, if you, don't, if you talk, I will slap you. A church member. Oh yeah. If you talk, I will. Hey. There's a church that I know at uh, Medina. After Sunday morning service, the pastor and the church member were fighting in front of the church. Sunday, everybody was just watching them. And he had passed, 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 he had passed,
you become a leader just by the grace of God. Just by the what? The grace of God. And I pray that God will help the leaders in this church. The days that we are ordaining today, I pray that God will enable you to do well. You shall be effective in your service in the name of Jesus. Let me tell the story about somebody wanted to become a, a church of Pentecost elder. And they brought him and they were asking him one or two questions. He said, elder, what is the difference between Elijah and Elisha? I said, oh, that's what I'm praying for. Number one, I'm saying this to buttress the point that all the leaders here must be very studious. Be a leader who learns. Be a leader who studies. I, I, we, discuss, we talked about this yesterday in our prayer meeting. Yeah. And they asked him, Elder, what is the difference between Elijah and Elisha? Oh. Now, so far, I saw him before. Now, where are some of them? Where are some This one is just cuckoo. So, oh, Elijah no any prophet. And Elisha no any cheating. It's Ninina, Elijah, Elijah, Ninina, yeah, at the cross. I pray that God will help our leaders to do well. I said, I pray God will help our leaders to do what? Can you please rise to your feet and pray briefly? Hallelujah. I want to pray with you right now. As all eyes are closed, please after me say in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you today for my life. Help me, Lord, to work in your house, to be effective, and to serve you and serve you well. Lord, help me to get to my final destination which is heaven in the name of Jesus one minute lift up as I begin to talk to God right now help me help me help me help me Lord 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 help me help me help me Jesus help me Lord help me Lord help me Lord help me Lord help me Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me, Jesus. 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 Father, pray that, Lord, you help us to do well in the, call, in the ministry of which you have called us. Enable us, Lord. Help us to make it to heaven. Help us to make heaven our focus. That there is nothing in this life that satisfies that Jesus. Help us to give our lives to you. Help us to live according to your word. Let that grace fall upon us in the name of Jesus. We pray that Lord as we ordain your men servants today. And your daughters. Let your hand come mightily upon them. And let your name be glorified. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Please let's be seated.